you folks. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here, and Greg is here. Hello. Oh, man, the holiday's rolling in like a big high tide and sweeping us off our feet. Fellas, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little crazy, jazzy, fatiguey, expecting everything. I may get nothing. It's so much. It's a tornado in my mind, a tornado of tinsel. How you guys doing? I'm oozing Yuletide cheer all over the place. Oh, boy, Greg, get a mop. I'm wicked, 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 wicked cheery. What are you asking Santa for this year, Greg? Hmm. Some new little tool for your workshop, or maybe a whisk broom, something exciting? Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, like a portable drill. <sighs> Sounds or like. Fun. Oh, you've been doing that home dentistry, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it works. Oh, it's great. It borrowed it, right into the molar. You save so much money with your in laws and all your family uh, members coming over, Dr. Feelgood. Oh, uh, yeah. Greg what, B, yeah. DMD. Is it with two shots of Knob Creek and then in you go? Oh, you don't feel anything. Oh, Nothing. Boy. You are You are flying high. Well, we have to somehow wrap our minds around these bajillions of holiday events and pick and choose the best ones to give to the people out there in Funland. And that's what we're doing here. First, let's check the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. Always good to know the weather when you're out making mirth and merry. From the National Weather Service for the Cape and Islands for Saturday, rain, but a high near 50. Oh, man, Ooh, that sounds kind of refreshing. A wow. little breezy, but not too bad. That might be worth it on Sunday, a chance of rain, partly sunny with a high near 45. Actually, cheery temperatures there as we head into the weekend. Let's check the tides. Just to irritate you two who say, why the tides? Why the tides? Why the tides? Because people want to know. The ocean does this wacky thing day in, day out, a couple times a day, high tide, low tide. Who knows? For Saturday, December 15th, we have a high tide. Oh, it's about 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. And that means it's about 6 p.m., 6 a.m. on Sunday and some excellent midday low tides for shellfish gathering. Again, guys, right. it's about the time of year to get your next year's, your 2019 shellfish license in many Cape communities. I'm mm. urging you to, right. to right. get up right. off your ample posteriors and get out and see what it's like to forage, to courageously lean into the wind and look for little protein bits wrapped in shells. Some are oysters, some are clams, and other denizens of the deep. It's so cold out there. <laughs> oh, that's not going to so happen, huh? I'll be getting my selfish cold. license. Uh, what do you mean, your selfish license? Which means you guys aren't getting jack squat for Christmas. Oh, uh, come on. All to myself. Uh, I've, been, I've been good all year, too, you know? I feel like Mung has kind of turned to the dark side this holiday season. Uh, in the summertime, when he was swimming regularly and maintaining a moisture level, uh, he was jolly. And now he's been out and dried out for a he's while. Dry. This is, he's dry. This is the season of dry. It's mean Mung. Bahamung. Oh, man. We hate to see this. Have you actually seen my thumb? You got a little picture of Mung on it. 
cracked. Oh, that's a crack. It was, I thought it was a Mung frown. <laughs> oh, man. Mung, take it easy, will you? You're supposed to bring levity and jolliness to the gathered ones, and you seem in such a, a dither about things in this holiday season. But I'm, I, I'm like the Cape Cod Krampus. Oh, man. You're giving me a Krampus. <laughs> right there on my left side, Greg. Rub that for me, will you? Oh, oh that's away. nice. Stay away. That's Stay nice. away. <laughs> Greg, you're tickling me. Stay away. How dare you? Okay, here's some events. What's better than Santa coming in by boat? And not just any boat. How about the 72-foot research vessel Gloria Michelle? That's happening this Saturday at 11 a.m. in Woods Hole at the Woods Hole Science Aquarium, a place we all love anyway. I love that place. Local fish, uh, just amazing locals. And now Santa's Mm. showing up at 11 o'clock, and he's rolling in on a 72-foot research vessel the aquarium's open from 10 to 2. There's special exhibits. You can have your photo taken with Santa. And one of the amazing things about this Santa coming in on the research vessel at Woods Hole is that he has a tail. It's not a walking Santa. It's like Mersanta. Oh, Mersanta. Mersanta, oh. right. He comes in, he's got a beard, and then but his belly is not as big, and below the belly there's a belt buckle and then a fishtail. Oh, my God. So he's, like, dancing around. He's wiggling. They put him in the tank there. So if you want to get your picture taken, you have to get in the tank with Mersanta. <laughs> Does he have a trident or instead of a, uh, a bag of presents? He's got one long stick, and he just pokes kids with it. That's all he does. He can't afford a trident this year. It's just one stick. Boink, 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 boink. Get out of here, kid. Bloop. So are there going to be any mermaids there as well? <laughs> That's who assist the kids to put the kids on uh, uh, Mer Santa's lap, which, <laughs> right. as you can imagine, is a slippery place. Yeah, very. Yeah, when you have a yeah. fishtail. Yep, yep, yep. So the kids are always yep. sliding off, yep. and then the mermaids will put them back on. Oh, nice. and, oh, it's a wonderful festival, and it's nice to have science involved. With Santa? That's right. The good thing about Santa coming to Woods Hole is the research institutions can tap him for some help solving uh, issues involving the oceans. Well, I think uh, I think there's been an issue uh, with uh, Santa's flatulence and uh, global warming. Have you guys heard anything on that, Greg? I thought I had some graph paper. You were doing some kind of study on that. What percentage of global warming is caused by Santa flatulence? Well, he does eat a lot of cookies. Yeah, is it the cookie thing, Greg? Should yeah, he switch to more whole yeah. wheat? Uh, what do yeah. you think about that? Yeah, I think something, maybe more lettuce. All right, so we're going to solve a lot of problems. Not romaine it, lettuce, it, though. It, just... it, uh, romaine lettuce, the lettuce of doom. Iceberg lettuce or something. Why does it useless. pour romaine lettuce? I'm glad to... Uh, I'm glad I didn't invest my uh, stock portfolio in uh, romaine lettuce. Let us move on from this. Okay, how about this? You guys were uh, saying, oh, this is weird. I don't know. And I just wondered about this because, Greg, you live in Dennis. Yes. And so the Dennis Village's annual living crash is taking place from 4 to 6 p.m. Saturday. That's December 15th at the Dennis Village Bandstand on Route 6A, a very scenic place. It's beautiful. Now, living crash, just so I understand, it means like... People are pretending to be yeah. wise men and animals, and usually. even yeah. Jesus too. Yeah, usually I'm asked to play the baby Jesus. Really? So they swaddle you, swaddle me, and they put <laughs> you in a a bit larger size manger than some might have. And so as they have trouble rocking me back and forth to put me to sleep. I remember one year you fell right out of the manger. And I think you crushed a guy's foot. <laughs> Then you say, like, Merry Christmas, and you put your cigar stub back in your mouth. (laughs) Get away from me. What are you doing, kid? What's going on? So, I mean, when you are playing Baby Jesus Mung in the Living Crash, sort of run us through some of the method acting things you're going through in your head to really inhabit that character. Because, you know, a a big historical deal, a big religious guy, 
He's got a lot going on. How do you get into the spirit? I really just uh, just wail and cry like crazy because, you know, Mary, she's a new mom. Yep. She's never really experienced it before, so I want to give her, you know, the experience of, you know, raising a little baby, a lot of, a lot of puking, maybe some um, <laughs> diaper changing, you know. So you really you, you, you go you go right into it then. It's That's very right. very so realistic. So we got wailing, right. crying, diaper changing. It's pretty much another day at the Cape Cod Times for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, That's tough on Mary and Joseph. Greg, have you ever played anyone in a living crash? Is there a character you'd like to play? I played one of the three wise men once. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, that was very nice. Now yeah. were you toting frankincense or myrrh or a flask? No, it, it was some sort of a, a thing, a, a staff or something. I, I can't oh, remember what I... You know. I see. And so you just sort of looked on and said, I think this boy is going to become something. All we have to do is just look learned. We don't really have to say anything. We're just there. You know, we're just looming. You so know, you don't have to talk to the baby, oh, ask no, no, the baby no, no, advice? No, no, no. You just loom. You know, you just stand there. Because at that look, point, they're not sure. I mean, they think this is a big deal, but they don't really know. There's no track record. There's no resume for baby Jesus. No. That He's is just true. here. We yeah. think it's going to be good, but we're not sure. It like could just be a baby. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of a, It might be a big deal, but we're not sure. I used to give advice to the, to the folks when I was baby Jesus. Oh, I, really? I, I used to say... You know, someday in the future, people are going to fight over me, and people should just kind of chill out. It's all good. And then you said invest in pork bellies. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> like bacon. <laughs> all right, so I don't know. That's the uh, Dennis Village's annual living crash. It sounds unusual. 4 to 6 p.m. Saturday, 12 15 is the date. And then there's refreshments following in the church hall, which is right there at the Dennis Union Church. And that's a beautiful scenic church uh, right there in the center of town. So, uh, you know, give it a try. Hopefully it's not raining. That would be rough. You're going to spend two hours out in the rain playing like, I don't know, a shepherd. You're like, oh, man, holding the crook. They'd have to break out the umbrellas. Richard Nixon. All right, fine, fellas. Let's talk more Christmas, shall we? Because it's the holiday season. One thing we all like to do is eat. There's no doubt about it. And this next event seemed an unusual twist on the whole foodathon thing. Now, we all remember a Christmas carol. Charles Dickens, one of our favorites altogether, right? Mm-hmm. We always talk about yep. Bob Cratchit. Yep. Yep. Greg, you were talking about fingerless gloves just moments ago. Yep. yep, yep. All right, apparently there's a scene in A Christmas Carol when uh, Scrooge wakes up to the second ghost, the ghost of Christmas present, and he's the big kingly guy. Everything's glowing. He's surrounded by food and gold and presents, or at least it seems that way to me. See if this little passage brings you back. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment Scrooge's hand was on the lock, a strange voice called him by his name and bade him enter. He obeyed. It was his own room, there was no doubt about that, but it had undergone a surprising transformation. Heaped up on the floor to form a kind of throne were turkeys, geese, game, poultry, Brawn, great joints of meat, sucking pigs, long wreaths of sausages, mince pies, plum puddings, barrels of oysters, red hot chestnuts, cherry cheeked apples, juicy oranges, luscious pears, immense twelfth cakes, and seething bowls of punch that made the chamber dim with their delicious steam. That's a lot of food. Wow. Oh man, what a what a feed, right? Like, That's and there's a lot Scrooge. He's going uh, through a lot of turmoil that night. He probably can't even eat a thing because he's so nervous. Yeah. 
First he thought it was all an undigested bit of potato. When Marley first showed up, he's like, oh, whatevs, you know. But by now, he's seen ghosts. This is a freak show. He can't eat any of that stuff. But anyway. Wow. Uh, I've eaten at over 536 buffets in my life, and it sounds like they eat better than me in Dickensian London. Well, those were the days, Mung, indeed, when you had your seething punch bowls. But here's the twist into a local event. This is called Food from a Christmas Carol with Chef Joseph Sosniski. 6 to 8 p.m. Tuesday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod. That's Old Main Street in South Yarmouth. Here's what they say. A week to go. All the lists have been mailed. Preparations are still being made. So let's enjoy a brief respite from all of it. We will dine on oysters, suckling pig, goose, and cheeses. Wash it down with holiday bubbles and Bordeaux. So they are taking an attempt at replicating some of this incredible Christmas carol food right here in South Yarmouth on Tuesday. Wow. Have you ever had suckling pig, Greg? Yes. And again, wasn't that your nickname in high school? It was. (laughs) It was, Greg, suckling pig. How did you know that? <laughs> what a great idea for an event. You can't say bah humbug to what, this one. What, what is a suckling pig? Is that a piglet? It's yeah, a just very, a young pig. It's a very young pig. And it's, you just cook the whole thing? It. Yeah, I love pig roast, man. They're my favorite. I went to one of uh, my friends at, at their wedding a couple years ago. and That doesn't seem like wedding you get to food. Sta- you get to stare your food right in the face. Who doesn't still, love that? I still feel kind of guilty about it, but I have to say it was one of the best things I've ever eaten What do, what do you do? Life. Say, give me a piece of that oh, snout? I, I mean, it's like I don't even like pork that much, but, I felt but very pig roast and suckling pig. Guilty. So by, by the end of the, the meal, you're flossing your teeth with the tail? <laughs> pork bones in your mouth. <laughs> give me some more. Or crackling. How about goose? Anyone ever eat goose? I've never had goose. No, I've not eaten. That seems to be dark, oily meat, or is that good stuff? I have no idea. So this is wild. No, I can't eat goose after the long-time vendetta I've had against them after leaving their landmines all over the sixth-grade field, and we're trying to play capture the flag, and you're just trying not to step on. Yeah, but didn't you write a children's book that said <laughs> you wrote that children children's book, uh, Make Way for Ducklings in My Belly, and you were eating the ducklings one by one? As they cross the street, instead of the policeman helping them? Wasn't that your alternate take on that? <laughs> Get in my I, belly. <laughs> I was the policeman just kind of waving them over to me. <laughs> right this way, you little quackers. <laughs> All right, so that sounds kind of cool. Uh, does, a big feast. Uh, that's Tuesday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth, where they're going to replicate some kind of nutty Christmas carol thing. And that is such a wonderful story. You know, guys, it's time to really ramp it up on the gifts and the stocking stuffers. You can't be fooling around much anymore. Certainly, the online world is one thing where you better get that cooking because you never know. But luckily on Cape Cod, we have so many fine businesses and so many quirky places. And the great thing about shopping local, it buys you that panic time. It means you can still Mm -hmm. get great gifts Mm -hmm. after the shadow of shipping just disappears. Because that can get a little weird, and all of a sudden it says we'll deliver after Christmas, and you're marooned on an island called Failure. Well, or, oh, we can get it to you before Christmas, but it's going to cost you $53 oh, on top one of one day your, shipping. Exactly. Even if you are a Prime member. Exactly. One day shipping. We're going to so it to you. So we're all about um, shopping local. And one thing I like to do is, uh, for my kids, get local items and stuff for their stocking. I think the stocking can be more challenging than presents under the tree. 
you've got a container that holds quite a bit of stuff. You could put 12, 15 little things in. You can throw in some candy. I mean, in the old days, they'd put, like, oranges in the toes. If I gave my kids an orange, they would whip it back at me so fast. There's an orange in the fridge. What are you doing? So I can't get them oranges, so I like little figurines and little weird chocolatey snacks that you can't find everywhere. So I am going to recommend Scandinavian Imports. This is at 48 North Main Street in South Yarmouth. It's sort of right near the Bass River Bridge, and they specialize in stuff from Scandinavia. And they have food, which I love, cardamom bread. They do have loot fist, which is pic- <gasps> loot fist. pickled herring, if Yay. you want to go that way. Woo. But they've got uh, rusks, which are these crispy, cinnamony, bready things, all sorts of weird cookies. Great stuff there, but it doesn't end uh, at Scandinavian Imports. they got tons of little weird things. That are all celebrating like Finns and Norwegians and Swedes. I do have some Swedish heritage, and so since a young age, I've been told the tales of the little elves that Tomtins, I believe they're called, oh, yeah, who the scurry about yeah. mischievously this time of year. And also, just Swedish and Scandinavian goods in general are fun and colorful. Lots of lots of cool like glassware and pottery and figurines. It's just extremely jolly because it seems the Scandinavian folks, probably because of their climate, they embrace the Christmas season because what else do you have when it's dark 18 hours a day? <laughs> you got to like light up some candles. You got to get jolly. My uncle, I, I think, still makes something called glug, G-L-O-G-G with an umlaut in there, I think, which is some kind of spiced up rummy crazy thing. I think he makes it in a big saucepan and he's throwing in weird spices and I would not recommend it to anybody because <laughs> Glug will give you one of those uh, you, you get a quick buzz and a ton of sugar and it's just like and then you get mean and angry and ruin Christmas. But anyway, that doesn't have to happen to you. Scandinavian Imports in South Yarmouth is such a jolly place the food is great. We try to celebrate every Christmas morning with a cardamom ring that they bring in from maybe the greatest Swedish bakery in New England, which is the Crown Bakery in Worcester. And they have all the stuff from there. Their cardamom buns, oh my God, to die for. And I'm so glad they're still bringing them down there and offering that jolly Scandinavian take on Christmas. That is my local shopping recommendation for this particular show. Sounds great. Sounds yeah. like you can't go wrong there, because aren't the Scandinavian countries always listed as the most happiest countries in the world? So they must know how to celebrate. How the, can the that holiday. be? It's so dark there, so not, long, but so cold. Yeah, don't they have other problems? They have socialized though? medicine, though. Like alcohol. And you go to college. Well, Greg, you don't have to throw an entire uh, people <laughs> under the bus with your boozy... There's nothing wrong with alcohol. I like alcohol. All I don't right. you know. I'm not Don't get me wrong on that one. Yeah, they seem to be jolly people. They seem to be well-organized people in Scandinavia. Yeah, they do a lot of fjord diving. Fjord diving. You worked your way through college as a fjord diver. Yes, I was a fjord Sherpa. I didn't know that. You would carry people to the fjords on your back and then plunge them into the ice-cold water? That's right. That's right. (laughs) After lifting their wallets? pushed. (laughs) Hey, there's a pebble down there. (laughs) I'll get you, Mom. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. But that that 1980s movie, Mung Spring Break in Sweden, (laughs) rated uh, hard R. 
Uh, we still uh, played late at night on many cable stations. So that uh, that sauna scene was epic, Mom. It, it got two good yules from Roger Ebert. <laughs> good yule. That's what you say in Scandinavia, at least Swedish anyway. All right. Well, speaking of Ebert and Mung and everything, you guys were demanding this particular segment uh, of the Cape Cod Fun Show. Demanding this morning, you wanted to talk about your favorite movies and television shows, holiday-esque style. And so we will uh, begin the questioning, Greg, with you, who demanded this this morning when I you did. rocketed up to my desk and I says, did. we got to talk about them TV shows because I love TV. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the problem with actually picking something is there's so many different shows, although there are fewer than there used to be in the, I don't know, growing up, you know, guys like Andy Williams, uh, it seemed like, you know, Jerry Vale, I mean, everyone... A lot everyone, of live person yeah, variety had, show yeah, approaches. Everyone, everyone had oh their... Oh God, their, who are these people? Wow, what's he talking about? Yeah, okay, keep everyone, going. Everyone oh, had these, 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 like, you know, Christmas specials, they'd, they'd sing, they'd bring their family out, you know, uh, Andy Williams would bring his then-wife, the beautiful Claudine Langer. Don't, don't get into that, she shot somebody it was a mess don't even let's not go there that's okay greg let's just talk about what you like oh anyway you anyway. set the scene so beautifully well i did yes. with your take of hollywood there I, I did i did but there have always been um cartoons you know that sort of thing anyway i have like two uh favorites one of course is charlie brown it's just such a classic right but the main reason why i like charlie brown the ending is so poignant it really is you know about you know, Christmas and, you know, the meaning of Christmas. Don't they bring a lot of religion into it somehow, though? They may. I choose to ignore it. Linus says a whole Bible thing. Does he? <laughs> That's uh, the whole point. Oh, see, I don't, I don't remember that part. Oh, boy. Um, so, so, but the thing That's that I, the crux of the matter. But the, the best thing about it is the music. Mm-hmm. Vince Guaraldi soundtrack is, I think... I'll give you that though, but here's the, the best. The best. No, no, no. Let me finish. Is is the one of the best, if not the best, Christmas soundtracks? And there are tons and tons. And no, tons my of them. my sister actually I mean, carries that in her purse this time of year. I'm really? not kidding. Really? Just in case she runs into a CD player. Hmm. It's 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 awesome Christmas music. It's probably one of the only things that we actually play around you know Christmas time nowadays. Is, but the thing I don't get about that, that is because okay, he gets this bad tree. And then yeah. they're railing against commercialism. Linus gives the Bible That's... talk. Oh, we can't do commercialism. Right. At the end, they only cheer up Charlie Brown when they commercialize his little tree and then sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Isn't that directly flying in the face of the lesson that they hammered home just moments before? They're just tricking out the tree. They're just they're just taking these sort of sad... Tricking out? Oh, that means commercialize. I'm looking it up on my thingamabobber. So what's the deal with that? Um, how about they're elementary school children and they can't think about these things in context? How about it's a pop culture iconic insanity? It's got to be right. <laughs> uh, I think I'm right about that. Anyway, okay. Um, the other one that I love is um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, 19, I love it. 1966. Just, just watch it. I think if I was to pick my favorite, this would probably be my favorite, just because it's a it's a it's a super excellent story. It's got Boris Karloff as the narrator. It's got some really great music. Who actually, I was looking it up today. Uh, written by crap. What is uh Uh-oh. what is Doctor Seuss's real name? Uh, uh, it escapes Ichabod me. Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Anyway, Peter okay. Geisel yes, or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, Geisel. Geisel. Look yeah. at you. 
Sue Sophian. Mr. You're a mean one. All Mr. this is, has been an and appetizer. It's got it's it's got the song You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Have you ever heard the the the, the lyrics from that? Just just a couple of just oh, don't give me the eye. Don't give me the uh, eye. Uh yeah. Forty bajillion times. No, 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 no. But but I, I haven't thought about it. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel. Or your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk. That's great. Mr. Mom. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> That's how my prom date asked me out. Oh, really? Yes. And I was like, yep. That's me. I'll take you. Well, this is all an appetizer to the ultimate throwdown argument that's about to take place. When we talk about Christmas movies, I'm going to say mine is, my favorite is Home Alone. Uh, Come on, Greg. Give it to me. How many times can you watch that film? Uh-oh, Here's the there's, thing. There's Home Alone controversy. Here's the thing. I mean, seriously. How many times? Okay. Once? Okay. So now you got me going and now you got me mad. Because let me just take you back in the time machine. When I was a kid and I would get home from school, I would turn on the Three Stooges. The Three Stooges were my babysitter. The Three Stooges were my three wise men. The Three Stooges were the three men that I loved the most in the world. And they took me through many suburban afternoons with joy and lightness and genius. Flip forward. Home Alone comes out. This kid, how'd he get left behind? His parents didn't even notice. Oh my God, the hullabaloo, I guess it could happen. Then, he's not just scared in his house eating pudding. No, all of a sudden, these two stooges, sort of three, there's another one out there somewhere. They start coming in and it's three stooge mania. And it's irons in the face, it's stepping in glue, it's insane slippage on ice poured down cleverly by Kevin, wasn't that his name? Yes. And it's, it's just... It's like somehow the Three Stooges are turned into ballet as if they weren't ballet to begin with. So what you're saying to me when you when you diss Home Alone, the finest Christmas movie ever, is you're saying, Eric, your childhood was meaningless. <laughs> Eric, your place in America shouldn't be held. It shouldn't be held warm. Everything you stand for, Eric, because of your love for Home Alone and the Three Stooges and life itself in New England... It's like Eric was just whacked by a shovel from an old guy. So that's where I'm. I'm having exactly. some trouble with this, Greg. Exactly. I can't even really look you in the eye right now because, exactly. like, I mean, why are you saying that about me, America, the world, love, maybe God, who knows? Do you know that my mother wouldn't allow us to watch the Three Stooges growing up? I knew there was some reason for all because of this. Because she thought they were horrible and they were violent. No, vile. no. They were violent. That was all very... like uh, Marcel Marceau miming stuff. It was so artful. Shields and Yarnell. It was so fantastic, Greg. I mean, it really, what you're watching is not Mo. It's Barishnikov. <laughs> but he's poking two fingers into Larry's eyes. Squishy, squishy, yeah. squishy. Uh, oh, man. God. Home Alone was so good. I have to go uh, uh, side with Eric on this one. Ha! Um, when when, boo, I, was, when I was about Kevin's age, when it, when it came out, uh, Macaulay Culkin, and this is what you, you kind of dreamed of, that your parents left the house, and you can jump on the bed and eat all the sugary food, and you're like, why? You know, why can't they stay away for a, for a week? And then he starts to miss them. And then he gets into hijinks. When else can you see someone get hit in the face with an iron? Like this is classic Christmas. I'm so with when you, I think man. Of, when I think of Christmas, see, I, I, laughing, I think of violence towards burglars. Oh man, and Joe Pesci's so good. So the, 
good. Those hapless bumblers, Greg. Oh, man, they, they're kicking out of their own way. I know, but okay, so, but, you know, you watch it once. I watched it once. It was, it was, it was right. kind of, it was, it was amusing. So how you're many, saying since the 90s, uh, how you've many, literally how many, seen it 25 times. I mean, how many times have you seen it? Both? I've probably seen it 12 times. Oh, it's not that oh, bad. Oh, I see it at least once a year since it probably came out in, like, early 90s. It never gets old, and even the sequels wow. are dealable. Yeah. <laughs> I love Home Alone too. All right, Greg. So we see. Uh, what are you like, Nutcracker guy or something like that? Well, we know. Are you that. an old school Christmas TV movie? I mean, movie person like It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on. Not 30- no, not he- not. I mean, I, I I've seen those like once or twice. Nah. I, didn't, I don't know. They don't really do anything for me. I don't think I, I don't think I like anything. You know, I, the problem with movies is they're like an hour and a half long, two hours long. Of Christmas, I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's too much Christmas. Too much. What Christmas. else are you doing Whoa. with your time, Greg? You don't even have a tree. Uh oh. Uh oh. We can get back to the tree again. Did you get a tree yet? No. Yeah, but th- go ahead. Well, if we're gonna go like um, old time <laughs> movies, Greg style, the king of them all has to be the original Christmas Carol, starring Alastair Sim. The black and white one. Hmm. That is unbelievable how he inherits that character. And at the end, when he yells at the kid down there, what day is it today? You mean today? Christmas Day, sir. And he's like, oh, yeah! Go get that super giant turkey. And then his cleaning lady comes up the stairs. And she hates him, man, because that guy has been one M-O-F bad. (laughs) That guy's been a sour prune for decades. So she's coming up like, ah, crap. He comes down, he's like, woo And he comes down the stairs, and he's hugging and kissing her. And she's like, what the mind blow. And that moment of just transformative joy and realizing where he'd gone wrong is so powerful in that movie. All the other ones that I've ever seen never equal that power. And indeed, that's what we're all hoping for yeah, yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. Something opens up inside us. Greg, I don't know. I don't have much hope for you. But you, Mug. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something can open up. I like that Christmas Carol, but it's not the best one. It, my favorite one is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, Michael Caine is great, but Michael no. Michael Caine no, no, is no. so good. The music is exceptional, and it's a breeze. It's less than an hour and a half. You can watch it on Christmas Eve. So good. Um, but it's not my favorite Christmas movie. It's my number two. My favorite dun, 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 dun. is, what mo- is I Go Modern. Nothing beats Elf. Um, Will Ferrell, uh, Zoe Deschanel, so whimsical. <laughs> such a wonderful Bob story. Um, I just love it. I watch it multiple times a year. Um, I think it, it could take the reins as the king of all Christmas movies. I cannot say no to that. I get a bigger charge out of Home Alone. Greg, have you seen Elf? No. Oh. Um, oh, you'd love it, Greg. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yeah, you say that all the time. I do. Oh, <laughs> you know, actually, getting back to... Or is it um, groaning loud? Uh, Christmas Carol? Christmas yes. Carol. Ooh. Did you ever see the TV version with George C. Scott? That's the musical one. Thank you very much. Is that the singing that one? Is that... Uh, no. No, George C. Scott? George C. Scott. It's a, that's a musical one, though. There's no. a dancing and singing scene. He's an actor. I, don't, I know, but I don't, I don't I think, remember any singing. I remember people like dancing around a coffin or something like that in that movie. I think really? Was, Whoa. I maybe. Maybe. Maybe, I, maybe you're thinking of Patton. 
<laughs> and that's not very Christmassy at all. No, no, Man. no. All right. Well, let's just put that aside. Well, no, I, no. We can't. That uh, guy was we, rough. We can't leave a Christmas movie discussion without talking about a Christmas genre that maybe people don't dive deep into, which they should. Christmas horror movies. Oh, well. In fact. <laughs> you're talking about Santa's Slay from 2005. That's right. Santa's Slay star- starring former wrestler Goldberg. This Santa is actually the son of Satan and is out for revenge <laughs> after being forced to deliver deliver presents for the last thousand years after losing a bet. Well, no wonder he's upset. So that's maybe that's how right. it all happened. Oh, I, I, I Satan's feel like, son tricked into it? I feel it. like slaying at that point. You know? so Gotta love horror. You, you can't miss Silent Night, Deadly Night. and dicing. <laughs> <laughs> there's Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's Krampus. Lots of Christmas horror classics. I say get on that train. That's an odd balance, though. Screaming and trying to laugh and trying to think about uh, living Merriment. crushes at the same time. I don't know if I can put it all together in my mind. Merriment and buckets, buckets of blood. Mm-hmm. Although I heard someone the other day who said, like, you know, screaming in fear and laughing out loud are, are close neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times if you're in a really scary movie, you scream and then everyone laughs, you know, because you're like, right. oh my God, it got me. So maybe that's the way to celebrate Christmas. Get scared. That was my reaction after watching Peaches. Peaches? The Bette Midler movie? Love Bette Midler. Don't she's the, start she's that. the wind beneath my wings. Oh, no. I don't think that's Bette Midler. I think that's the taco you ate for lunch. <laughs> Speaking of uh, different ways to celebrate, it's solstice time coming up. And it's time for all of us to get, I don't know, back to our basics and talk about the way the sun comes in and the tide and the sun and solstice. We're coming up to the shortest daylight hours of the day. And you can get all medieval... At a solstice celebration in Woods Hole, Saturday and Sunday, 4 o'clock at the Woods Hole Community Hall. There'll be a nautical pageant of songs and carols, instrumental music, poetry, drama, and dance in the style of medieval to renaissance, and a few modern pieces. So maybe we should forget about all this, the religious overtones. All right. And get back in uh, sort of touch with our inner pagan. Kind oh. of a more primal, so, primal approach. Now, right? I know, Mung, yeah. that's always been the way you've approached life. You've been a solstice guy. Oh, you, yeah. I love the solstice. You, you built Munghenge in your backyard <laughs> at one point. You know it's the solstice when, it, when you're ready for the annual descaling. Oh, right. Now, isn't that when your family, they all grab those stiff iron rakes and they... <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes you get gunk in your scales and you got to clean it out. So they rake each other. Oh, my God. Gives Reiki, you, gives Reiki therapy a new a new meaning. Oh are yeah, you, are you serious? Yes, yeah, descaling time. You for guys Mung. don't you guys don't descale. There's also the um, celebratory eating of the hamsters. <laughs> they, they, they're wrapped in bacon with a little uh, red and green bow. I love bacon. And uh, just don't get those little shavings stuck in your teeth. No, that's the rotten little sawdust shavings. Uh, you have to thoroughly clean your celebratory hamsters. And then uh, at the end of a big meal and lots of dancing, uh, there's the scat swap. Oh, dear. Got to wear gloves for that. (laughs) It's a guessing game. It's a messy game. It's fantastic. That's part of the Hmong solstice celebrations. That sounds hideous. All right. No scat swap for you, Greg. No way. Surprise. Maybe I'll include you in this year's festivities. Oh, thanks. Well, uh, speaking of that, Cornhole Christmas is coming up. Speaking of scat, uh, the Cornhole Christmas Mung, I know you as a sort of semi-pro cornholer will be interested. The Cornhole Christmas event takes place from noon to 4 p.m. on Sunday at Sandwich Hollows Golf Club. That's one Round Hill Road. 
Up to 32 pairs of cornhole players will vie for holiday season bragging rights with all entry fees supporting Sandwich PMC Kids Ride, which raises money for cancer research and treatment. Now, Mung, I understand you recently participated in that uh, much ballyhooed indoor tournament, cornhole tournament, at the mall. <laughs> things went a little With sour. Participated in quotes. <laughs> so that didn't last so long. You had been billing yourself as a cornhole genius. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen that in action. That's true. That's He's true. Uh, I was a cornhole genius, except. Uh, uh, Pale, uh, pathetically compared to the real cornhole champs, are folks who really know how to play this game and show up at these events. You were saying there were like ringers showing up that were just like oh, dropping man, it. Oh man, the- there was one guy who was just like of like ten throws. He made nine in the hole, and I was like, I'd be good if I got like nine in the hole in my entire life of cornhole. Boy, you were doing some big talking before that event, though, yeah, Mung. I mean, it's fail. like... I've, I've I've heard him do that before. You guys were partners in some kind of cornhole tournament. We were, actually. That's there was true. There was a few years ago, there was a Cape Cod Times cornhole tournament, and I thought we did pretty well. And I had never played cornhole in my entire life. For some reason, I had I had that that touch. Oh, that See the bean bag. Be the bean the bag. Golden, no, 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 the golden arm. I guess you could bring uh, green and red bean bags to get into the festive spirit. Are you going to do this, Mung? This is your chance at redemption. Oh God, no! I'm so Come terrible. On. I need a lot more practice. Boy, this was like a month ago. You were like, "Hey, kid, cornhole. Hey, kid, cornhole. Watch out for me." No, Mung fail. Sad to see that. It's a holiday unmiracle, Greg. <laughs> all that, all that, all that brouhaha. Uh, all that braggadocio. And no cornhole Christmas for Mung, but noon to 4 p.m. Sunday at Sandwich Hollows Golf Club. If you've got what it takes, give it a go. Raise some money. Fellas, I know it's getting late in the program. We're just going to touch on this because this has started an argument that I cannot believe. And we have to finish it right here shortly. Our restaurant review this week is Longfellow's Pub, a stalwart restaurant on Cape Cod in South Yarmouth, 1A Old Townhouse Road. Our reviewer and her husband had a bunch of good food there. They really liked it. It sounded like a traditional place. You know, and speaking of traditional, the picture we have in the review is perhaps the most traditional Cape Cod restaurant meal of all. It's prime rib. They loved their prime rib at Longfellow's Pub. In South Yarmouth said it was a giant piece, not too fatty. You can see the picture. It's, it's just filling the plate. Mm. It almost looks like it's eclipsing the plate, and the potato's scared and wants to run away. It's so big. Why is that in my belly right now? Oh, here we go. Prime rib is too much meat, too much blood, too Boom. much crazy. Wrong. I can't take it. I don't want it, and I don't understand why it's the trophy meal for so many Cape Codders. I'm with you on that. See, Greg, Greg and I together... Together, Mung, me and Greg. For once. Oh, my God. Why don't you guys go eat something? I think for the first... free or something. Oh I think boy. together for the first time ever on anything. Don't talk to me like that. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Prime rib is the king of all steak cuts because you get it nice. No one ever does a well-done prime rib. That sounds disgusting. It's always nice and pink or red and such cooked so perfectly and the juices, you can dip the steak back into the juices. I'm thinking about doing one for Christmas. I've never done a prime rib at home and it's got to be done. My stomach is turning. Just to think about eating that much meat and then somehow waddling home and waiting, what, eons for it to digest slowly. <laughs> you don't have to eat for several days after. Several days, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're a rattlesnake. 
And you've just eaten an armadillo, and you're like, oh, man, I hope my stomach... Oh, I'm just going to lay down. I can't take naps for several days at a time like you, Monk. I got things to do out there in the world. I never have understood the prime rib. One good little piece of steak, okay. Give me a filet mignon, and I'm pretty happy. They're little, they're delightful, you're it in, you're has out. To be, it has to be small. It has with, to be manageable. With prime rib, it's almost like you're an emergency room physician, and you're trying <laughs> to do some kind of gunshot surgery. No, what's surgery. great about them is they're always like huge cuts. No one's ever like, here's a six-ounce prime rib. It's usually <laughs> like, here's 18 ounces. No, it's like they bring them to your table in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's right. It's, yeah. it's yeah. like they're depositing a boulder <laughs> under <laughs> your plate. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. So cheers, cheers to Longfellow. Well, we have some good they said rib. it was delicious. Yeah, they no, said and it. there are a lot of people that like it, you know? Let's oh, yeah. see. The Cattleman's Cut Prime Rib is only $13.99 or $12.99 if you order a beverage. was large and cooked perfectly. Oh, my. And the chef took care to ensure it was well-trimmed. The result was a beautiful cut of beef, too big for the husband to finish, and they took it home. <gasps> Doggy a roast bag. beef sandwich? No, no gristle, no fat? How do you have fat fights at the end of the meal? Oh, man, once again. Where you just throw your fat at someone else. Is that another uh, Hmong solstice event? Ah, uh, yes, the fat fight. <laughs> the fat throwing event. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the gristle, mm. to- gristle toss. Yeah. Oh, there was some bone in that one. Oh! Why are you throwing a bag of gristle into the cornhole thing? <laughs> why? Why? It's all slimy now. No prime rib for you. All right, fellas, we got to roll out here. Any last words from you guys? No. Oh, brother. This is Watch Home Alone. It's a good movie. Home Alone, Greg. It's a kid. It's a bunch of bad guys. Woo! He's Home Alone. Okay. My name is Eric Williams. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. Thank you, Greg. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Mung. Anytime. Till next time. Till next week. See ya. Hey, that kid's in there by himself. Let's uh, let's go. I bet he's got some nice blenders and money. <laughs> Up home alone. Greg, help me. No.